Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, Happy New Year! I'm looking forward to another year of building Hacking Your ADHD and seeing where it can take us. One change I'm looking at making for this year is including a few more interviews. Don't worry though, I'm planning on keeping my original format for most of the episodes still, but maybe sprinkling in an interview around once a month or so. For me, I love how interviews can expand the ways that I think. After every interview, I find myself full of new ideas I want to explore. So with that in mind, we're going to be starting off 2022 with an interview. In this episode, I'm talking with Sharon Pope, the CEO and founder of the company Shelpful. We've all had times when we've needed a little help getting ourselves to follow through with a routine, and sometimes we don't have the accountability in our lives to make that happen. Shelpful is all about solving that problem of getting that daily accountability. The program works through text messaging, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself here. This is all in the interview, so keep on listening to hear how all this works. For a transcript of today's episode and links, go check out the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash shelpful. All right, keep on listening to find out how shelpful this service can be. I'm here with Sharon Sharon Pope. I, you know, I said I didn't need to do the name pronunciation thing, and then my brain froze. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> and uh, this is the magic of editing. Yeah. Um, she is the CEO of CEO and founder of the company Shelpful, which helps provide accountability to people for pretty much anything they need. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about uh, Shelpful? Yes, William. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, so, Shelpful, like you said, it's an instant accountability service that helps you form new habits and stick to them. So we pair you with a real human person. Um, so it's kind of like Uber, right? So we have the people, we have the accountability buddies and we, we match you with them, um, either a buddy or a group. We have groups as well. So, it, you know, a group would be three to five people all working on the same habit. And it really is kind of the support system that you've always lacked in some of these habits or things you were trying to accomplish for yourself. So if you're trying to get more movement or eat more nutritious foods, the fact that you're having to kind of answer to someone on a daily, daily basis throughout the day, um, somehow makes you do it. Um, and it's, you know, we launched this year and are lucky to have found a lot of members who we've been able to help. That's awesome. So does it work through an app or just texting? It's through text message. So you sign up and it's all through text. So it's harder to ignore because I think we all have a lot of experience snoozing notifications that maybe are telling us to work out or reminding us to eat or drink water or meditate. We, you have a real person texting you saying, Hey, William, have you eaten yet? It's noon. And that's one of your goals is to not forget to eat all day. So you have that person who's in your texts and making you do your stuff. Sounds awesome because I know accountability is something I talk about on this podcast a lot because Mm -hmm. it is key for so many things because despite our best intentions, it's easy to just go, well, today's an exception and do that for a month straight. 
Right. And I, in the exceptions or just life, I don't think that any of us are like, I'm not going to do this today. I mean, I certainly, I think most of the times it's just that an email comes in, a baby cries, a dog needs to be let out. I mean, life happens. And at the end of the day, 10 o'clock at night, you're spinning your mind thinking, well, gosh, why didn't I do that today? Like what's wrong with me that I did everything else for everyone else. And I didn't do something for myself. And it, that was my own problem, right? I was beating myself up every night because I didn't, you know, pack my lunch or, or get just even five minutes of movement in when that's what I really, really wanted to do. And I just felt like I needed some, I needed more support. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I find it very easy to rationalize in the moment. And then later when I'm ruminating at night being like, that rationalization didn't count. What was I thinking? Right. There's that disconnect between how I feel then and how I feel now and how I'm going to feel in the future. Absolutely. And also just kind of that that pull to look at the fiery, shiny thing that is taking your attention away from the thing that if you did do your budget or make a to-do list or whatever the thing is that you're putting off, you probably would have a better day. <laughs> but the just the way life works all the other stuff just seems on fire and kind of just pulls us in. And so we forget about ourselves. So how did you kind of come up with the idea to do this? Because this is something that's popped into my head before, but not been able to really articulate into like actually being something. Cause I do stuff with an accountability team that we just meet with, but it's not the same as like an actual service. Yeah. This has been this problem. The, the, my 10 PM problem is one that I've had for 10 years, probably I've been, I was a startup executive for 15 years, kind of fast paced life, a lot of work. And I kind of just always had this problem where I felt like crap at the end of the day. Cause I felt like I didn't take care of myself. And I always was on the lookout for something. It was, I think just like you, I'm like, something like this is going to come like, and I would try different things and I just never could really find it. And then I had my second kid who was born in 2020 and I was just going back to work in my mind. I was like, well, if no one's going to make it, I'm going to make it myself. So I went over to my best friend's house. Lydia convinced her somehow to do this with me. And we launched it later that week. Oh, so nice. we, we launched like an MVP. MVP like means minimally viable product. So we launched just kind of the bare minimum and got people signed up immediately. So we had people paying us that same week. And it just clicked for me that this was something that other people needed. And the other thing that clicked for me was when members signed up, they, in the comment box, were putting, this is perfect for me because I have ADHD. And I like, you know, but your listeners probably don't. This is how I found out I had ADHD because everyone was listing the symptoms of their ADHD. And those were the symptoms I was actually trying to to solve for with Shelfful. So after I, by the way, been multiple doctors had told me I got too good of grades or I did too well at work my whole life. Um, and so I finally talked to my doctor, got, you know, the professional advice I needed. And it's been so illuminating for me. And in that way, have discovered your community and the ADHD community at large, which has been so supportive and helpful for me, in addition to being a shelfful user myself. Yeah. I was curious if you were using the service, because it's one of those things where sometimes you go into something, well, I've made this, but I'm here. Just, am I supposed to use it? I know. I was so, so desperate to use it. Um, so I'm in a group. It's a shelfful group. It's for movement. So getting daily movement in and staying hydrated. Those are the two focuses of the group. And it's me and three other people. We have a shelper 
who asks us every day, what are your movement plans? We all help each other strategize when we are, you know, when life is getting in the way. And I've, I've never gotten such regular movement in my entire life. Yeah. And movement so important for managing ADHD. Yes. Oh my God. It's been, it's been transformative for me. I've been able to now see it as, as medicine for me, that if I get 20 minutes in, in the morning, then that's medicine. It's not just, there's no other goal than just literally having a better day that day. Yeah. It's all the, and it literally is medicine with like all the endorphins and chemicals that was released into your brain. It's like, yeah, this changes how your day is going to go. Right. And I think that I guess, and this is true of ADHD in general, right? Where things that seem simple to the outside world are actually really hard sometimes for people with ADHD. I think, I guess anybody could view movement as medicine, right? Cause it's good for yeah. everybody. But for me, this is where it really clicked because it was an instantly better day. And I was able to connect that, that I uniquely needed this and it wasn't very optional for me, which I was just so helpful for me in processing this new experience. Yeah. And it is amazing when you actually see all the symptoms of ADHD and you go, oh, this is very different than what's presented in pop culture. Absolutely. I I feel like ADHD is having a bit of a moment though. I think that there's so much more awareness now. And I'm of course more tuned into it now, just having that diagnosis myself and, and having so many members of Sheltful who have ADHD, but it is so mischaracterized that the fact that you can't be suffering even if you, you seem okay on the outside. So yeah, I've learned so much. It's just amazing that in starting this company, not only have I been able to create something that is helping people, like I genuinely feel it is, but I've helped myself too. So it's just been the most enriching thing I've ever done. Yeah. I mean, that's how the best things get made is just scratching your own itch being like, this is, that's why I do this podcast is I wanted a way to, to make sure I was doing the research on all these things. Right. And I think that similar to you, your example of the podcast, and I know you do like a a study hall too, right? That there is, I mean, as humans, we, I mean, the, the concept of peer pressure and the concept of this kind of social judgment, these things that can be negative things in our lives Mm -hmm. can also flip and be a positive. We call the accountability buddies shelpers. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing one-on-one, you'd be assigned to your own shelper and a group would have a shelper. And so because you know your shelper is going to ask, like I know at like around 6.30 or 7, my shelper is going to say, okay, how'd the movement go? Did you get in bed early as planned, which is another one of my goals? And did you get your movement in early? And I want to be able to say yes. Like I want to please her. I want to please the other group members. And I win too. So it's kind of this peer pressure for good, I think in many ways. Yeah. Weaponizing our internal people pleaser. Right. And it's like, you're the one who benefits in the end. So we'll take it. So yeah. And the, and the core product is really all on text anyway. So you sign up, you get matched with a shelper. So, you know, we match you based on what your, the habits are that you've told us you want to form. So anything from exercise or we've talked about exercise, but also like budgeting. So you want to cancel subscriptions once a week or save money every two weeks, literally any habit, any new year's resolution you've ever set, anything that's ever been on that list for you works. And so we, we get you going on, we'll ask some follow-up questions once you book your onboarding and it's a free trial. So you can try it for free for three days and you 
essentially your shelper will try to try to make your habits manageable. So if you don't run at all today and you want to run a marathon, they might suggest, Hey, how about we shoot for just five minutes a day at first and and go on, but they're going to immediately start holding you accountable like day one. And it's all over text. So they'll be kind of texting you, Hey, what's the plan this morning? And they'll be texting you to follow up. Did you do it? So you kind of, it's, it just lives there. Yeah. So I got a few, few ideas that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. So I know for a lot of people when they're, they're having trouble, their tendency is to just go radio silent and just ignore everything. And I'm sure that's something that happens and just curious mm-hmm. how you deal with those situations. Such a good question, William, because we have seen it and I, I can relate to that too. I think that we will see people kind of just disappear for a couple of days and, you know, their shopper will give them a little space, check in on them. They're not going to just like be spamming them. And we'll kind of just say like, Hey, let me know if you need a couple of days to decompress. I'm here for you when you want to pick back up and they'll remind them of why they signed up. Right. So it's, we're not in the business of guilting somebody. And I think all of us need rest days. If your goal is to work out every day, then please take a break sometimes like this. We're not, we're not trying to remake you, but we do want to remind you our shelpers will take the um, initiative to say, you know, I know that this is really important to you. You've told me it's important because of X, Y, Z. If you want to re-strategize, I'm here for it. So just text me when you're ready and they'll come back. You know, I think that they form a relationship. It's the same person. So they feel that need to kind of update that friend and tell them what's up with them. Awesome. Yeah. Cause not crazy about when I go radio silent on things. I'm just like, I, why, why, why can't I don't even, I know they're not even going to be disappointed in me. They're just specifically with like my accountability group. Like I know they're not going to be disappointed that I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do. They're going to want to just support me, but it's so easy to get into my head. And I think that's, and it's, yeah, I don't know why we do that, but I think it is human nature that sometimes when just everything feels too much, you just want to turn it all off. Um, and I think that can be good for you. So I don't, we, we're not discouraging anyone from that. And, um, I think sometimes something we can hold people accountable for is for taking a break, right? So the shelter might suggest, why don't you take a few days off from everything? I'll, and I'll hold you accountable. I'll message you on Monday and ask you how you did. Taking a break is something you could also be held accountable for, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I think it's something we especially with ADHD, we need to be held accountable for because we don't want to take breaks because right. we feel like we're already behind on everything. So taking a break seems like the worst thing we can do. And often it's being mindful of when you stop working rather than just working till burnout. Yes. So much better. Right. And I think most people end up signing up for like a three month membership or more. So like what's a couple of days to to recharge. And when you know that on the other end, there's somebody who's supportive and cheering you on for taking that break and ready to help you strategize on whatever that habit was that you were working on, help you start again and, and cheer you on as you do it. Awesome. Yeah. I'm also thinking about these, this difference between the one-on-one and the groups, just how that dynamic changes when you have more people, like a difference in success rates or also with the groups, do you know the people beforehand or is it something that you kind of get assigned to group? We have the option for you to bring your own group, but all of our group participants currently were matched within our system. I, I think it's a side effect of a service like this not really existing before. So people 
people are really kind of shouting into the internet. I need an accountability buddy because they don't have that in their real life. It's hard for a friend to be an accountability buddy. They don't always hold you accountable in the best way. They'll say, Hey, let's drink wine. Let's have a good time. So that said the difference between a group and this like a solo shelfful experience is, well, it really just depends on your goals. So if you have a single habit, like that you're really trying to focus on a group is a great fit for you likely, because not only are you getting the shelper, who's kind of the heartbeat of the group, right? They're, they're keeping it steady. They're asking the questions they're following up, but you also have the fellow group members whose success kind of motivates you, right? So that you can kind of get that boost and say, well, if they worked out, I should really work out. Or if they did their budget, I should, I can probably make it happen. That to me has been super motivating. So I think you get that extra peer motivation from the group. But if you have multiple things that you're working on, uh, individuals tends to be better for you. So if you wanted to have better sleep routine and you also wanted to make a to-do list every night for the next day, and you also want to work out. It's like if you have a couple things you're trying to do, it makes more sense because it's harder to match you with a group and you kind of will benefit from that extra attention from the shelter. Yeah. So with how many habits do people generally work on at a time? It it varies and we don't cap it because it kind of is self-limiting. So you, William, if you were trying to do 10 habits, we we not for any product or financial reason, we would tell you that's not a great idea for you, William. <laughs> so cut that down a little bit. Yeah. Let's, tr- let's try maybe just two or three at a time. So it really is about two or three and sometimes they're related and sometimes they're completely not related. So someone might have an, a goal to do a to-do list every night. And they also want their shelter to remind them to take their vitamin, <laughs> right? So the two, two different things that are important to them but not as likely to have a perfect group match where you have people who are to-dos and vitamins. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, it does definitely feel like compassionate ass-kicking. Yeah, it, it, it is. And everyone has their own style, right? This, you're not talking to a robot. You're talking to a human person. All of our shelters are based in the U.S. And so they each have their own personality and they'll have fun with you. They love to send gifts. And so you, you know, some will be a little bit firmer. Some will be a little bit lighter. And so you can always kind of, you'll see what you get and you can tell them your style too, what works better for you. Like, Hey, could you be, could you hold me to this? Or could you remind me by saying this, because this will really resonate with me. I think we, we as fully formed adults know, we know what works for us. Mm-hmm. We know the habits that we're, I, I think we have a pretty good idea of habits we can do that we're capable of doing. It's just a matter of doing them. That's the hard part. We find that our members come in with a pretty good plan. And all they need is that support and cheerleading. Yeah. I mean, I think the the cheerleading aspect is super important because it's stuff that we feel like we should be able to do. But one of the places I've been wrestling with is if I think something should be easy, but it's not coming easy, then it's not easy. A hundred percent. And not only is it not easy, but I, in, in this situation, and I'm not sure if you're the same, severely judge myself for it. Like I'm you know, I ask myself, well, why, why can't you do this simple thing? Why can't you keep your desk tidy? Like these are, why couldn't you do that? You know, pack your lunch or all those things I was saying earlier that I wasn't doing over the course of my life. I judge myself for it because it sounded so simple and it's, it's not simple. 
Yeah. And it's like, if I can't get myself to do it, there is a disconnect and just trying harder is not going to work. I need to try something else. Yeah. Like does really designing, designing a habit that is doable, that is small enough to make progress on and feel good about, you know, day one and having accountability or I, I don't love the word accountability, but it's sometimes the best word we have, but having a person who's counting on you to do it. Yeah. Cause accountability is, yeah, it means different things to different people. Cause right. for some people very motivating for other people, they're like, no, that's, that's, that needs to go over there. Yeah. And I, please listeners, if you have a better idea for, for a way to describe it, I'm always willing to listen, but I, sometimes it's the best word we have, but really it's just, if my kid needs something, I do it. If my boss ever needed anything, I did it. If I needed something, I didn't do it. <laughs> and I think that's that's the the hole that we're trying to fill. So one thing that I'm also curious about is I'm sure that there are people listening going, that sounds like a great service. I don't know what I'd want help with though. Is that mm-hmm. something that you guys do as well? Like help figure out what people could do? Hmm. We have not had that. We haven't had the opportunity to help a member with it. Cause I think everyone who's signed up with us needs help on something. Yeah. They know, they know they have a thing that they're thinking about at 10 o'clock and beating themselves up about. And so they come in with that and we help them with that. Certainly for, for active members, their shelter might say like, Hey, well, why don't you do this too? Or they'll be brainstorming that they would maybe have <laughs> certainly somebody who's been with us for eight months probably has changed up what they've been working on, but we could, I mean, we could certainly help with that or someone, someone can say like, I just want to feel better. I want some ideas, but they usually have some ideas to start with and then a brainstorm can start. Yeah. I just know. I sometimes be like, I could do these 20 things. That we get tons. We all, yeah, that we have every day. So somebody will list 20 things and our first question to them in onboarding is tell me your top two just for, for both of our sakes. And so we can start there. And then oftentimes those two might have a couple more that are super related. So then you can maybe take on four at a time, but probably not all 10. Yeah. One thing that, so you said all the shelters are us based, but do you, you do do stuff internationally? We only serve the U S right now, U S and Canada. But we, we've gotten a lot of requests internationally, just kind of from people hearing about us on Reddit or Facebook groups that they're part of. So we are really looking forward to being able to expand internationally because we run on text message. It, it's a tech issue. And also we want to, we want to be able to have local shelters because I think that it, it matters that someone's on the same time zone as you. So you're not feeling like weird about texting them in the middle of the night or something. Yeah, I Totally see that because if you're someone's in Australia, it's you know that that's a big time difference. Yeah, Australia is our number one requested uh, location. So Australia, we're we're looking at you. <laughs> awesome. And with that, where do you see Shelfful going in the future? Because since this is your first year, but it sounds like things are going well and it could expand. Where where are you kind of looking at? Yeah, I think that the if we are helping people feel more supported and feel successful in their habits, then we're doing our job. So I think that means us continuing to, to build our product. We're a tech company as well as a service company. So, and I come from a tech startup background. So I really see 
so many opportunities to just make it easier to get support. So, you know, things like allowing, allowing you to kind of plug in your Peloton data so that your shelper can see when you did a workout too. So you didn't have to, you don't have to tell them. So just things to make it easier, I think is important right now. People just kind of take a photo of themselves on a Peloton or they, or just of their shoes or just tell their shelper, I did it. Yay. So, which works as well for now, but anything that can make it easier. That's what I think about a lot. What I'm thinking about too, is I'm sure there are like certain things that people are success habits that make them more likely to keep, keep on with the service and keep doing what they're doing. Do you have any ideas like of what, what keeps people going with the program rather than kind of disappearing? Absolutely. I mean, I think the first step is selection, I think. So picking habits that you want to do, that you can do, that are, you know, within your ability. And oftentimes that ability question just means making it smaller, right? Making it an easier baby step. And a lot of, I, there's actually a lot of books about this too, right? Tiny Habits, Atomic Habits are both really good books. I recommend them. But again, I mean, not everyone should have to read a book to be able to start a habit. So I think we pride ourselves on that's the instant fact of shelf fools. You don't have to do a big study session. You can just start and someone will ask you these questions. Let's make it smaller. Let's, let's start small and grow. That I think is one of the keys to success for members who find shelfful very, very helpful. I think the other thing is picking things that you, you sometimes do, but not, don't always do so that you can actually make it, you're not starting from scratch. And that, that just kind of gives you almost the boost you need to know you can nail something. So if I do my to-do list most days, but sometimes forget, if Shelpful can help me do it every day, then I now see, wow, I can do this every day. What else can I do? And I think it just gives you that energy for, I mean, I don't even want to say self-improvement, but just thriving, right? Living a life and living a day that you can feel proud of. Yeah. I love the idea of starting small and then also just having the support around it because too often I'll be, I'm going to start the habit. I'm going to start it really small. And I start it so small that I don't actually put in the effort to make sure it's happening. Yes. And actually, I think the, the research and even the book, Tiny Habits that I mentioned, one of the key ingredients for that method is celebration, right? So you pick a small thing, do the small thing and celebrate. And I think that it's hard to celebrate by yourself. I mean, that's why humans like social contact, that having somebody else say, good freaking job, you did that. Emoji, emoji, gif, gif, you are badass and you should feel amazing. That feels better than just looking at yourself in the mirror and giving a thumbs up or or whatever you might do. Just curious, can you, if you're just not clicking with your shelper, is there ways to just be like, oh, I need to... I'd, I'd like the program, but I maybe need someone else. Yep. We have an easy button. So you can change shelpers for any reason at any time with no questions asked. And I, and we offer that really even just like, hey, if you even needed a fresh start, sometimes it's easier to just start fresh with a new person. So you don't have to even, you don't have to undo what you did. You can just say, okay, I want to, I don't want to do the food thing anymore. I feel like I'm on a good track. I want to just do this other thing. Okay. Start fresh. No problem. Yeah. Life hits you and you go, you know, this particular thing isn't working for me anymore. So that's why we wanted to make it super easy to do because we didn't want that to be the reason somebody didn't have support. Well, this sounds like a really awesome product for anybody, but especially the ADHD community, because I can just see 
so many applications of, I just need a little bit of help. I don't need, you know, like I don't need a personal trainer. I just need something that's going to make sure I go to the gym. Right. Over a third of our members have told us proactively because we don't ask, told us proactively that they're neurodiverse. So I, I agree. <laughs> I think that we've, we found a good fit with this community and we're really happy to be helping. So as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to add in? Of course, I'll be making sure to get all your links and website and stuff in the show notes, but you can also let people know now as well. Yeah. I mean, we're booking onboarding times for New Year's. So if you have, if you're a New Year's resolution person or you aren't, which I also think is (laughs) probably better, if you just want to create a habit that lasts, that's not just a January thing, we'd love to help you with it. And we have a sale going and we will be booking start times um, for the new year. So check that out. Shoutful.com. And again, yeah, for everyone listening, I'll have that uh, linked in the show notes. So be sure to go check out the website. This is something I will probably be looking into once I figure out what I want to do. We'd love to have you. And in our onboarding, like in the signup form, we have like 20 examples of habits. You can just like select them. So if you're even just curious, you can start going in and just browsing habits if, and maybe one of them will ring a bell for you. Yeah. Just something, you know, to help make the day go better. It's just like, because yeah. too often I think we get caught up in that idea. I need to do something big and it's going to make everything, solve all my problems. Like, right. I make tomorrow 5% better. All that's great. And we'd love to help you with it, William. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. If you'd like to check out more about Sheltful, you can go to their website at sheltful.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at hackingyouradhd. And I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I love this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, 25, or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. For those of you late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, you can also check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Maven. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. What's a pig's favorite karate move? The pork chop. The pork chop.